0: Free Talk Live, 855-453, that's the sickle toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. I It's Mark with you. And Guard. I know you're not used to hearing live programming on Saturdays, but Free Talk Live does that for you because we love you.
1: Yes, <laughs> that's right. Welcome to Saturday Night.
0: and We love you so much, we've got one of the biggest, most expansive websites in talk radio Right there at freetalklive.com for you to get involved in. Not only is it an interactive show where you can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about at 855-450-3733. That's a toll-free number brought to you by CycleCAI. But you can go to the website and upload whatever stories you want, too. It's, believe me, at freetalklive.com.
1: You're reaching a lot more people than you are on your Facebook feed. That's right. We've got a great website. We've got a great audience. And we've got a great number, 855-450-3733, to get in touch with us on radio that you control. Mark, thank you for having me and sitting in for Ian. I Absolutely. It. Gardner here, Goldsmith buddy. from yes, the, indeed, the
0: Liberty Conspiracy.
1: <laughs>
0: LibertyConspiracy.com. Gardner, um, yes. so I, there's this story that we were talking about before I'm, the show. Yes, it, I'm
1: a very... I've had enough. It's outrageous.
0: Folks. Let's talk about these people who had the audacity, yeah. the singular audacity to sit around and be brown on an airplane on 9-11.
1: I am really tired of this sort of thing. Uh, and uh, it's great that we get to mention this on a Saturday night because I, I'm really getting sick and tired of so many of my neighbors in America saying that this sort of thing has to be done. And by neighbors, maybe I don't mean neighbors, but politicians and some of those people who accept what the politicians tell them as they go on a march to destroy our freedoms. And here's a great example, a couple great examples. Because your skin color looks a little different. Oh, God forbid you should get on a plane at a time when people might be nervous because you're going to be thrown to the floor, handcuffed and taken away without any Fourth Amendment rights whatsoever. I'm sick of of this sort of thing it's really annoying shall i talk Please. about it or shall you go right me? ahead okay out of the nation website comes a report actually a pair of reports put together by tanya Somanander. and she writes this with a headline brown skinned lady sits next to two indian men on plane gets strip searched and detained for quote Suspicious activity. Here is the article. On the same day the country gathered together to recognize the 10th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, the North American Aerospace Defense Command, NORAD, launched two F-16 jets to tail a Frontier Airlines flight from Denver after the crew reported, quote, suspicious activity on board. That activity... The existence of three dark-skinned passengers, two Indian men and one self-described half-Arab, half-Jewish housewife from Ohio. And they have a picture of her, and I have to tell you, her skin is a little dark, so I think she should have been handcuffed. Uh, From Ohio. She could have been Mexican. Oh, my God. Check her green card. All unknown to each other made the mistake of boarding a plane on September 11, 2011. After the crew reported that two people had spent, quote, an extraordinarily long time in the bathroom, the jets escorted the plane to its destination in Detroit, Michigan. Then, according to reports and the half-Arab, half-Jewish housewife, Shoshana Hebshi, a SWAT team of about 10 people boarded the plane with machine guns—oh, that always feels good in first class—and three dogs, approached Hebshi and the men's aisle, handcuffed them, and escorted them off the plane." Before I knew it, she says, about 10 cops, some in what looked like military fatigues, were running toward the plane carrying the biggest machine guns I have ever seen, bigger than what the guards carry at French train stations. Well, she's been to France, so that's sketchy right there. My last tweet, she says, majorly, uh, majorly armed cops aboard was on the, was from the plane. Someone shouted for us to place our hands on the seats in front of us, heads down. The cops ran down the aisle, stopped at my row, and yelled at the three of us to get up. Can I bring my phone? I asked. Of course. What a cliffhanger for my Twitter followers. <laughs> she wanted to finish tweeting. No, one of the cops said, grabbing my arm a little harder than I would have liked. He slapped metal cuffs on my wrists and pushed me off the plane. The three of us, two Indian men living in the Detroit metro area and me, a half-Arab, half-Jewish housewife living in suburban Ohio, were being detained. After interrogation and strip searching of the three passengers, the FBI determined hours later that, quote, there was no real threat, excusing the wildly disproportionate response by stating, quote, the public would rather have us err on the side of caution than not. I
0: wonder how these people feel about the, them airing on the side of caution and just how cautious do they need to get. I mean, they could, they
1: could, after all, just stop planes from traveling. Wouldn't that be more cautious? Incredible. Now, there are a couple of things here. Obviously, people people who might be skeptical of our, our anger or want us to to diffuse our anger about this might say, oh, they're just getting riled up about this and it's too much. They should simmer down. The airline, after all, contacted the authorities the authorities, and said that they were suspicious. But this is the problem. It's the authorities they contacted contacted, those authorities well, who it's, are in it's the Well, it's that air. people are so darn
0: scared, too. It's that Americans, this this, this great nation, the, the nation of the brave, runs around like a bunch of crybabies.
1: Absolutely. My God, there's somebody here that's not the right color. And what do you have? You have a government that puts them into their own little straitjackets and places pacifiers in their mouths
0: and well, tells uh, them they can't hold their own firearms on planes. A government that has policies, uh, you know, foreign, uh, foreign policies that result in Things like nine eleven, that then want exactly. you to – I mean, of course the government wants you to act this way. Otherwise, they wouldn't provide people to come onto planes and throw
1: handcuffs on completely innocent people. And here's a message to all the people who might have been booing Ron Paul when he actually tried to bring up what the terrorists themselves – said before they attacked on 9-11-2001, what the terrorists themselves have said after being arrested for trying to bomb Times Square. For those people who think that Ron Paul is some sort of uh, Middle Eastern apologist or a radical Islam apologist or Palestinian apologist, that he somehow doesn't like Israel or, or has some... Who cares? If you think, if you possibly, in your mind, think... That people are going to leave their homes in Afghanistan trying to raise their kids because they get some bizarro image of Wee magazine or Playboy magazine or or Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and they want to destroy America for its, quote, freedoms – then you got another thing coming because that's not why they attacked the United States no, on 9/11. Suicide
0: bombers occur in countries that are occupied. And when you look at the countries that the, the 9/11 attackers came from, you're talking yeah. about Saudi Arabia and Yemen. In both cases, the in both cases, the United States is essentially supporting kings and dictators in trying to keep them in power. Right. The United States a country that's draw money a out war there. against A king in order to attain its freedom is now giving money to countries
1: where kings are in charge. This is disgusting to me. It is disgusting. People are being killed every day. You know know, Anthony Gregory, great writer, great libertarian writer. Anthony Gregory made a point a number of years ago that really hit me. He says, "I, I, I am really tired of my money being taken from me to kill people. And it's done ostensibly to the concept of to contribute to the concept of national defense. And of course, everyone says that the Islamists want to destroy our freedoms. Oh, like the freedoms these people experienced on the plains?
2: Yeah, were there Fourth Amendment?
1: How does the Fourth Amendment drop into this scenario? It doesn't. It's supposed to, but it doesn't. And why doesn't it? Because if you rely on government, they were strip searched. With they I were uh, you know, I... <laughs> Exactly. You according to the Constitution. You must have a warrant issued by a judge in order to search a person or his or her property. Now, I don't know whether these people agreed to a search or not,
0: um, but you know, when you've got guys that just threw handcuffs on you, dogs and machine guns, I don't know that you really have the, the, the ability to say no. You know, like, the is really high to say, well, whatever, man, I'm not a terrorist.
1: I'd like to find out from people what they think the answer is to this sort of thing.
0: Free Talk Live, 855. 450 free. That's 855 Free talk live. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try. There is a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack a day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling healthier and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855 to get vapor or go to vaporsmiths.com. Free Talk Live, 855 450 free. That's a sickle toll free call in line one 450 3733 Give us a, t- a call. Talk about whatever you'd like. If you'd like to talk about the crime of being brown in America, what that must be like, we are talking about that or anything you'd like to talk about. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com, they're family-owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. And you know how important that is when you're shopping online. Some prices are so low they can't even be mentioned on the air. You can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. That's FTLs and free Talk Live. You can get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Let's go. Oh, one, one real quick thing. Yes, Mark. If you want archives of FreeTalkLive.com.
1: I know where to go for
0: that. You go to archives.freetalklive.com. dot They're completely free. What, a website with archives? And free? free? You know, national syndicated radio program. don't have to sign up and get you some do not sort of... don't have to pay money to get them. They're free at archives.freetalklive.com. <sighs> wow,
1: that's pretty cool, man. It's great to be here on a Saturday night. Let's Thanks, go with man. Brandon in Michigan. Brandon?
3: Hey, guys.
1: Hey, Brandon. How are you? Pretty good.
3: I'm a little disconnected. Concerned. Uh, I've been uh, watching uh, Livestream.com slash – well, I don't know if you want me to give the link. But uh, at any rate, there's – it looks like thousands of people in Wall Street right now, and there's no media coverage right now Protest
1: Occupation I mean, Wall Street. Uh, we uh, Mark happened to mention what you were going to be bringing up, and it all has to do with the uh, – the fine folks from, uh, let's see, uh, Anonymous. Anonymous and a couple other groups. Code Pink,
0: look like they're out there.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of sort of left-leaning uh, organizations. I don't know,
0: Anonymous isn't particularly left Anonymous
1: left-leaning. isn't, yeah, but uh, they are occupying Wall Street to protest the special interest groups and get certain things returned to the United <laughs> States government policy. Eagle Act. The Glass-Steagall Act, exactly, man. Okay, let's let's describe to people. There are thousands of people downtown New York. Starting on the seventeenth, they are gathering today to protest Wall Street. And the mayor of New York says that uh, they are perfectly free to go and protest. As long as they do it they're protesting in designated areas. The government will give them areas to protest. And um the, so the
0: folks from occupy Wall Street says one thing we all have in common is that we are the 99% that will no longer tolerate the greed and corruption of the 1%. Uh, this
1: was said in a statement to uh on their website. Right, right. And uh, they're expecting 20,000 people and you're seeing this live right now and looks like there are thousands down there, right?
3: Yep, I'm watching it live on Livestream.com, actually, and it looks chaotic. My question is, with all these people out there, this looks like to be one of the biggest protests we've had in decades.
4: Wow,
1: I have like, to check nationwide
3: this out. On our, solo, yeah. on our soil here, I'm wondering why there's no media coverage. I mean, obvious reasons <laughs> to say they don't want us to know, but like, well, seriously. One like, of the
0: the media organizations, I think they don't think that many people are out there. Um, it says here that uh, you know maybe 700 people or something has, uh, have – have shown up so well the question is whether they're
1: saying that intentionally or they do really think that i
0: don't know what they think
1: yeah what do you think Brandon?
3: Uh, i'm watching it right now man i see with my own eyes like <laughs> w- watching just one stream there's a bunch of streams it, it, i like i tried to search for it on youtube even i can't find youtube files it's yeah, it's, it,
0: it, it, it isn't is easy to find information on this story. I did try to find some stuff um, because I have heard and I have not been able – this is the one thing I have not been able to to lock down. They said they wanted to create a Tahir Square in the United States. And I hear heard but I don't – I can't prove it that New York City has blocked out cell towers in order to – so that wow. people can't use Twitter um, they can't and, and IM live and text and things like that. So Didn't they do this in Egypt. I that's mean, exactly that's, what they did. Yes, that, that is exactly. the mo. And if if the if New York City is acting like the Egyptian government did, then I think that it's important the American people know that these parallels are going on. But um, now the, the, these uh, protesters are being relegated to free speech zones, which. You know, I, I always kind of wonder about these free speech zones. I mean, you know, for one thing, I understand you can't stand out in the middle of everybody can't stand out in the middle of the street. Although the cops did block down, block out Wall Street, and there's a lot of pedestrian area there. They're trying to relegate people to certain areas, and you know, if it's a peaceful protest, you're you're supposed to have a right in that area to to be there.
1: I, I find this all very uh, But I think you know, just difficult. as an aside, Mark, it shows how un, un, unmanageable the so-called rights, natural rights are that we have when you have government running even the streets, the roads, or the buildings. Yeah. Uh, again, the libertarian anarchist in me says, don't have them run that, and then people will be free to be able to say what they want to based on private property rights and free association. And we've, we've mentioned this right. before. Uh, supposedly, you have a right for journalists to um, you know cover stories, but as we 've seen in New Hampshire here, uh, that right stops at the courtroom and because the courtroom wouldn 't be able to be managed if if the judge had all those people in there, he says, so we know that if you put your rights in the hands of government, they will be regulated away. Uh, this street protest seems like an example now uh, you, this this lack of coverage. Looking at it from Michigan, you know, the internet brings us all together. I have a question for you, my man. Wouldn't you think that, it, sure. let's say the cell towers are being blocked, it's hard to find material on YouTube. Wouldn't you think that some people would get their cameras if they knew the cell towers were being blocked and get to internet cafes open on a Saturday and upload that stuff?
3: That's what's happening. I've It's few and far between. Uh-huh, becoming, uh. it looks like it's increasingly difficult for people to try and get any news out there. But people are trying. I see. I'm watching the live stream right now. There's, I can see probably 20 people with cameras in their hands right now, mm. and I'm confused as to where all this camera footage is going. You know.
1: Yeah. Now, okay. One final question. Well, well, my final question to you. Um, I like a lot of the things that Anonymous has been doing out there. It's very interesting to me. I don't know whether I agree with everything he says. I don't know exactly what Anonymous stands for. Anonymous
0: is, isn't anything,
1: really. right? I mean, he, just... Yeah, he's got a Guy Fox mask on, much like in V for Vendetta. This isn't one person. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But the character that you see on the videos, and he, yeah. it, the character says, the, "You know, we are Anonymous. Represent or we represent everybody." Exactly, and and they're uh, they're opposed to the bailouts. They're opposed to the, the government spending all these different types of things on these corporations. Um, and they're aligned with a lot of left-leaning organizations. And what, what bothers me is, as you mentioned, they want a return of the Glass-Steagall Act, which was a patently unconstitutional banking act of the Roosevelt administration in 1933. And part of it... That they, they put in st- is still around, which is the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. That itself led to economic turmoil in the, in the end of the 80s because the government came in and backed up a whole bunch of banks with higher insurance for the deposits. So the banks started giving out riskier loans. And we saw a housing bubble in the late 80s, early 90s. That was a direct result of right. the FDIC. They expanded how much they would insure, and and this bothers me because now they say, well, we want a return of. They say that uh, they want to make sure that there is um there was a removal of the con- conflict of interest prohibitions between investment bankers serving as officers at commercial banks, and I say to myself, well, all you need to do is ask, and if they don't answer then you don't do business with them. I, I don't understand why all these people want politicians that that have proven to be in the pockets of the corporations right. and vice versa to impose these regulations, and somehow these it's all going to work. they write their own
3: regulations. It's, it's, just, it's just trying to work within the system to achieve the means. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, really, the enemy here is corporate government. I mean, really, that is. It's just trying to figure out a way to really fix it. I yeah.
2: Mean,
0: Brandon, thanks for the call. Yeah, thanks, Brandon. 855-450-FREE. Again, that's 855-450-3733. Put a one on front of that. It's a toll-free call.
5: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Carnation Breakfast Essentials, helping your family get off to a nutritious start every day. Mornings can be chaotic, but a little advanced work will take the pressure off. The night before, organize backpacks and put them at the door, along with anything else that your kids need for the day. Set a timer for five minutes before departure to give everyone a chance to mobilize. And off you go. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash today.
0: 855-453. That's the sickle-toll-free call-in line here on Free Talk Live with Mark Angard. 1-855-450-3733. You can go to freetalklive.com and visit our most visited page, the Shrine of Female Listeners, shrine.freetalklive.com. See a bunch of ladies there who have- How did you know I was at that page? Proven that they listen to Free Talk Live by, you know, putting something in the picture that says Free Talk Live. I like you, ladies. <laughs> Get your liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny a piece. Do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different liberty sayings. You can check them out. Let your voice be heard. Libertystickers.com. I like to go there just to check out the what the stickers say. I think there's a lot of witty things at libertystickers.com. You can check them out um go ahead gardner we're uh, talking yes. about this uh, situation in on wall street where yeah. these uh, protesters uh, yeah. you know somewhere between hundreds and thousands of protesters have hit the streets in washington dc near wall street to protest essentially the collusion uh, of between banks corporations and the government and yeah. how the everyday guy gets screwed as a result mm. um you know i mean it 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 seems pretty clear that when united states folks taxpayers had to bail out banks for their bad behavior for yeah. their collusion with the government for you know, making a bunch of they had to bail them out for making a bunch of money selling bad assets. Right. So that first seems really we saw unfair.
1: absolutely. So first we saw under the Bush administration we saw the bails, Bear Stearns bailout, we saw the AIG bailout, uh, we saw Goldman Sachs getting bailed out with TARP. Um, uh, we saw the Federal Reserve being given power to bailout companies, a lot of which were foreign companies that had invest uh, banks and corporations that had investments here in the United States. And uh, boy, I mean, who wouldn't feel satisfied? to hear that people are standing up and rising up in protest of this sort of thing. This is just the sort of thing that Adam Smith wrote about in 1776 when he published The Wealth of Nations. Mercantilism, often, often confused with capitalism or free market capitalism, it has nothing to do with free markets. It has to do with government having power over the money supply, having the power to tax, forcibly take money from people, having the power to deficit spend and borrow from an entity called the Federal Reserve, which then gets paid back by money created by the federal government. It's all a shell game. Yes. So these banks... It's, it's
0: like the little three-card monte thing. That's exactly... Where's, where's, where's the queen? The where's the queen? Where yes, is she?
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly, Mark. And and there are just a couple observations I'd like to make about this, because who wouldn't feel great satisfaction in hearing about an entity or a a group of people that go under the name anonymous a lot of people just saying,
0: don't like protesters shut well. up
1: I, I, You know, I, I am a frustrated person when they hear the, that people are out there protesting. You know, perhaps you're like me, folks, uh, and you would say, yeah, this is this sounds great at first blush. And then you start to hear about what they want to do. And here's a piece that comes from um, Gothamist.com. It says, a loose coalition of left-leaning groups like AdBusters and Anonymous – Anonymous is not really left-leaning. They're, I, I believe, much more libertarian, but yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. Are are beginning their occupation of Wall Street today. They started at noon. Their goal is to see 20,000 people flood into lower Manhattan. And as Brandon, who called in from Michigan, mentioned earlier, he's watching on live stream right now. And there, he says there are thousands on the streets in lower Manhattan. Uh, the folks at Adbusters and Anonymous wanted to uh, have fe- people set up tents and kitchens and peaceful barricades and occupy Wall Street for live a on the few of months. New York. <laughs> yes. And uh, Mayor Bloomberg uh, said that. Um, He said that uh, people are free to have peaceful, peaceful assemblies, and uh, that they would be as long as they were within their free speech zones, they have the right to protest and if they want to protest, we'll be happy to make sure they have locations to do it. Again, the government supposedly protecting your rights, attenuating your rights, and then people start to think well, you can't infringe on other people's rights. The problem is that you're all pulled into the same area, the same tragedy of the commons, trying to use the same things that the government runs, and so everybody thinks they get to use it for what they want to use it for. That's what causes this sort of problem on where can you protest, where can you not, but a larger problem to me is that some of the stated goals of these organizations have nothing to do with freedom. They have to do with more government involvement in a system which collapsed because of government involvement. The financial crisis that started in late 2007 was foreseen by free market economists. I wrote an article in 2002 for the Mises Institute about how dangerous the 0% interest rates were that the Federal Reserve was pursuing. And that, along with things like the Community Reinvestment Act – along with things like the uh, Clinton Administration Justice Department pushing banks to have to give out loans to a certain percentage of minority people and inner-city people who couldn't afford them before they could unify. And, for example, Bank of of New England and Shawmut Bank All of these things inspired banks to give out low-interest loans to people who couldn't afford them. They then had a ready-made outlet to buy their mortgage securities and offload their risk to what? Entities created by the federal government, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And yet, people are blaming. (laughs) Right. So people blame the free market. Yes. For
0: These government entities that were created to do exactly this. They're saying this uh, was what was supposed to happen.
1: So the demands of some of these protesters are bring back portions of the so-called Glass-Steagall Act. A, it's unconstitutional, coming from a criminal jerk named FDR, who everybody in our government schools in our history classes told us, except one teacher who was a hero to me, told us was wonderful. He was such a hero. So the Glass-Steagall Act had certain portions in it. As we mentioned in the last piece, they created the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, which helped inspire what? Yeah, that's right, the late 80s, early 90s housing bubble, when the government expanded the amount of money that it would insure banks. Duh. So they gave out risky loans, malinvestment, dumb investments. So what do you get? You get a bunch of houses that need to be liquidated. Toxic assets. And that's what needs to be done now. You need the foreclosures. You need the liquidations to happen so that the prices of these things more closely resemble the value of these things. Too many were built. Too many were handed out. And one final point. They want to see that a portion of the deregulation that was removed, they want to see it returned. As we mentioned in the last segment, they want to see that there is no so-called conflict of interest between bankers serving as officers of commercial banks because when the Glass-Steagall Act was in force, savings banks and investment banks were separate. Right. So somehow they think that the average consumer is too stupid – to check and see whether there might be a conflict of interest. In a free market, you can check for yourself. And guess what? When there's a mistake, it's localized. It's usually not systemic because people will see that mistake and avoid that bank. But when you have the government involved, it ties all of us in and your kids – who haven't even been born yet because the trillions of dollars their shelled kids. out to these people. Yeah, their kids. The trillions of dollars shelled out to be these people will be paid back by your kids in taxes and inflated currency. Let's go to Dennis in Massachusetts. Dennis? I think to be a Democrat.
0: Okay. Dennis, oh, turn please. down your radio, please. Dennis, you're on the air, my friend. Dennis going once. Dennis, go. Uh, my
2: radio's not
0: on. Okay. Can you hear me, Dennis?
2: Yes, I can hear you.
0: Okay. You're on the air. Go ahead.
2: Oh, very good. So we uh, we had the Free State Project take a uh, uh, part. We, we, we assisted with, we took part in, the Massachusetts Cannabis um, Festival that happens every year. They have a rally down here in Boston. Mm. Um, at this point, it's to celebrate the fact that they have decriminalized marijuana, or at least they've Yes, they decriminalized it. It's a fine down in Massachusetts. And so the Free State Project comes down every year to uh, to tell people about the Free State Project and about the state just one to the north. And it's amazing. We always find an enormous number of very uh, interested and friendly people down here. And it was quite a scene. It always is when there are thousands and thousands of people who, yes, pretty much an enormous number of them did in fact smoke pot at 420 today.
0: I wonder, what what's one's pitch for the Free State Project when you go to Massachusetts to a marijuana festival? Please come to New Hampshire, where our drug laws are really uh, draconian compared to this place.
2: Uh, not at all, actually. You know, I just ask people, look, do you think America is getting more free or less free? And pretty much all of them say it's getting less free. And yeah. I let them know that, okay, a lot of people who think the same way got together and said we have to change our tactics. And... Here's the, uh, here's the idea. Concentrate our efforts in one place. We'll You're right
0: about that. Free Talk Live.
1: The Ruger LC9. Compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP. Features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The
4: LC9. Another innovative American made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com slash LC9. Free Talk Live,
0: 855, 450 free. That's the SACL toll free call in line here on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark and Gardner. Free Talk Live brings you, well, the Listening options. We have all kinds of listening options. We're not just on 110 great radio stations yeah. across America. We've also got live streams on the internet, uh, satellite options, XM, free to air. We've got the webcam at cam.freetalklive.com, listen lines where you can call in to a telephone number, any place you can get telephone reception. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to find out. All the different options is listen.freetalklive.com. And Dennis uh, just called in from yeah. um, a mass can celebration, and he was discussing the Free State Project. And the Free State Project is a project to move 20,000 liberty-loving individuals to the state of New Hampshire, which is already the freest state in America, as rated by the Mercatus Center. two Not two years running, because they actually had a period of time in between, but uh, two different times. And, um, you know, New Hampshire, because of that, shows up to have all kinds of superlatives, uh, some of the lowest unemployment rates in the in the east um, as a result, the highest uh, standard of living um, you know, or something like that, highest uh, median income. And you could be a part of this. You can go to freestateproject.org and sign up for the Free State Project. It's uh, it's it's easy. All you have to do is go to the website, sign up, pick up, move your life. If you believe in the ideas of liberty,
1: I welcome you. If You don't stay home. <laughs> and the Free State Project already had a great victory with so many of the people who are getting involved with the political side. They overrode The New Hampshire governor's veto of an expansion of the right to self-defense, the Stand Your Ground Bill, SB 88, just a few days ago. Absolutely fantastic. Congratulations. That's the kind of thing, if you do want to get involved in politics, they're starting to have an effect. And it is great. Thank you, you guys. Thank
0: you. Yeah, you're a native, and the free staters are coming here to back you up. Oh, yeah. You know, they—they they, a lot of people will complain, what are you guys doing here coming to get involved in our politics? Please come back up the people who <laughs> believe in liberty in this state. Let's go to Keith in Massachusetts. Keith.
2: Hey, how's it going, Mark? I'm the greatest guy in the world, Gardner.
1: Keith, thank you mucho. I'll send you the check later, brother.
2: All right, buddy. So, yeah, I'm in Boston here, and, you know, I was talking to a bunch of people today at a rally about legalizing marijuana. It was great. So I told them, why don't they come to New Hampshire, let's all get all these marijuana activists together and legalize it, man. It's time
1: to legalize it already. I'm for that. Isn't it amazing that, uh, you know, for a long time, I don't know how it was with you guys when you were kids, but for a long time, you know, it's ingrained that the things that are illegal, they're bad. They're just plain bad. Even being associated with people who have that, that's bad and it's, it's detrimental to everything that we hold dear. And then you start but, to see these things. Yeah, when you find out that marijuana is, in fact,
0: not as bad for you as alcohol. Um, you know, I mean, that, that they basically, you know, many of the things that you learned in the D.A.R.E. program or whatever are just flat out lies.
1: Yeah. And then I started to look at it, and I don't know how it was with you, Kevin, but, you know, I started to think, now, wait a minute. Is, is somebody hurting someone by putting a chemical into a system? And where does that stop? And, of course, now we're starting to see a lot of the busybodies are saying, well, you can't put a certain amount of, uh, of corn syrup in your system. Uh, you can't put a certain amount of tobacco Transfats in your system, bad. trans fats. We're going to ban those. We're going to ban this. And, and so we see that that idea that so many of us realized was kind of stupid is now being applied to all sorts of things. And I, good on you, man, to be down there. And um, I hope you got good responses talking about the Free State Project in Boston today
2: of victory we had in new hampshire this year i think this might be the first time this has ever happened in the entire history of the u.s but the cigarette
1: tax in new hampshire
0: yeah. was actually decreased this year oh there
2: wow
1: that's
0: terrific yeah you know i'm no cigarette smoker and um you know I, I think that uh frankly i think these new e-cigarettes are a better choice for folks yeah. but i don't think that you know taxes as far as i'm concerned are always theft. I don't think cigarette companies should be
1: liable to to collect taxes for the government. Just because they want to provide something to someone? Yeah, I agree. You know, it's funny, funny, Kevin. I ran into a guy. I mean, Keith. Yeah, uh, Keith. uh, I ran into a guy on the plane. Yeah, uh, I ran into a guy on the plane who um, uh, I asked him about the health care bill. And uh, because he was working to help businesses work with the health care thing. And I said, he said, well, you know, it'll probably be found constitutional. I was like, well, look, you know it's an immoral imposition on people, this national health care thing. It is unconstitutional. It doesn't matter what politically appointed judges said. There are certain things that are immoral to do to others. For example, forcing people to have to buy insurance, forcing insurance companies to have to accept people, any of those things. Um, I found it fascinating because I asked this man, if you had lived – I said, just because it's found constitutional doesn't mean that that makes it right. I said, if you had lived during the Dred Scott era and you had come across runaway slaves, because of the Dred Scott decision, would you have returned those slaves? You're not in favor of slavery. And he says, no. And I said, so what would you have done? So he hemmed it, and he finally turned to me and he said, I would have returned them. Because he had the idea that law and order was more important – ...than his own moral choice. Right.
0: Laws are things that are written down by people who believe that they have the ability and the right to control you. Yeah. And... They get to write – they will write anything they can down, anything that they can possibly reward their friends and punish their enemies with, even if it comes down to enslaving humans. I mean, the fact of the matter is certainly none of us live in the conditions that uh, people who in, in lived in – under which people who were you know owned as slaves live now, but we're still in a state of slavery. I mean, we're still in a state, yeah. of, uh, state of serfdom. Yeah. Essentially, at it this is. point, the government is the Lord, and then they you – know, you pay them your your, your yearly. Uh, duty in order to keep your land we call it property tax but it is you know it is equivalent to what used to be called a quit rent under the feudal system it's exactly the same thing it's it, you're renting your property in order to work you must give a piece of the fruits of your labor to the government and a large and, piece and I why mean, is it tax freedom day is in may almost half of your half the money that people make go to the, goes to the government especially when you start figuring in regulations on top yeah. of that
1: and keith you're still with us Okay. You're hey, Keith, let me ask you, and sorry for screwing up the name before, uh, I should remember there's, there's a great line from uh, the movie Hoodwinked. Watch out for Keith, um, but Keith, i got to ask you, just what Mark said, you know, these people saying that if you want to sell something or buy something, we, the politicians, and the people that we are supporting and who support us, in order to make this system function, some people think that, well, yes, of course – if you want to engage in that behavior, of course you should accept people stepping in and taking a portion of it. To me, that's flabbergasting, but to many other people, that's just the way it works. Do you get the same sense that I, maybe I just don't see it the way they do?
2: You just—you're
4: brilliant. They're not enlightened like you are. <laughs>
1: Keith thanks for the
0: call no stroking on free talk live (laughs) thanks Keith that was cool (laughs) 855 450 free you know I I don't know what it's going to take to get from here to there other than people listening and incorporating the ideas yeah you know I get that the government's involved in everything at this point it's going to be very difficult to extract the tentacles of Leviathan out of everyday life but like that, that's what needs to happen. If you wanna see a freer, more just, more productive world, the government isn't gonna provide it to you. It hasn't done it yet.
1: That's right. The government doesn't doesn't make folks more free. You know, you know one of the things I, I and I don't want to stroke you guys at Free Talk Live either, but um one of the things I appreciate here is that if you continually listen to Free Talk Live, it is a learning program. It's an educational show. You get a lot of great opinions from a lot of people who know things that you don't get from pop media, from guys like O'Reilly or Hannity or whoever they might be. Um, and they might be talented in their realm. They might be annoying in their realm. Whatever. You right. Know?
0: They they find a, they found a niche, and then they pitch to that niche. There you go. And you know we don't do that. We have uh, what we believe to be a consistent philosophy. If there is a chink in our logical armor, we please want to call in it. and we want to talk about it because I have changed my opinions right here on the air right. in the past. You don't see Bill O'Reilly and Rush Limbaugh changing their opinions on the air.
1: No, that some, would make
0: them look weak.
1: I I, I was hearing uh, Michelle last night was talking about. Uh, Bill O'Reilly talking with John Stossel, and John Stossel happened to mention uh, Keynesianism. The economic idea of Lord Keynes, who came up with the concept of full employment. Maynard
0: Maynard Keynes. Yes, John Maynard Keynes.
1: And uh, the idea that the government can spend and spend and get people employed, and there are no ramifications to that. We know that there are ramifications because it reduces the buying power of every unit of money that is out there when the government floods the system with money. That is the inflation. It's inflation of the money supply. The price increases, which they call inflation, are not inflation. Inflation is when they inflate the money supply. And this is a learning thing that you wouldn't get from O'Reilly. He didn't even know what it was. And I thought that was so great to hear on last night's show. This is where you can really learn some stuff. And and hats off to you guys. Well,
0: um, these are things that are becoming more and more uh, sort of the zeitgeist in public. I mean, Ron Paul in 2008 was considered crazy for wanting to audit the Fed. Now you're talking about major um, presidential uh, contenders saying the same thing. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the sacred toll-free call-in line here on Free Talk Live's Live Saturday Night Edition. For those of you that are keeping track, the Ian Freeman incarceration count-up is at day 39. Our uh, main host here on the show, the, the guy who sits in the first chair, Ian Freeman, has uh, been tossed into a jail for... Well, standing in front of a police car because he felt like a young lady was being taken to jail unjustly. Uh, Think whatever you want about that particular aspect. But I can tell you that there are a myriad of things that were done shady, shadily. And, you know, some I, I can't tell you what's legal and what's not, because. The, the the fact is they do whatever the heck they it's want. It's
1: too ambiguous.
0: But um a speedy trial was supposed to be six months. It took him more than a year to bring this guy to trial. He didn't sign any piece of paper saying it was okay. The judge just said, oh, all right, doesn't matter. Just passed it by. And that's just a, one of a myriad of things that was done. So, Is this the judge is
1: going to be retiring? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Going to miss him. No, but, it's so uh, bad because it's sad. He'll be replaced by a free market judge who might actually. Oh, no, no, that's right. He'll be replaced by another judge who will be paid by people whether they want to pay him or not. There, there is, however, a habeas corpus
0: hearing coming up for Ian, yen, I guess, on Monday or Tuesday. And so maybe some maybe something will come up that.
1: But anyway, um, Gardner, you've yes, got a sir.
0: pretty cool story about uh, fat kids in Michigan.
1: Uh, nothing better than getting into a story where it looks like the government is once more invading people's. Privacy. Yes, indeed. But it's all for a good cause, and I'm feeling very warm and fuzzy about it on a cool September night. Here's the story. It comes out of Michigan. Dateline, Michigan, from the Associated Press. Are you ready for this one? Are you ready for some foosball? Governor Rick Snyder plans to direct doctors in Michigan to begin, check this out, to direct doctors. That's the first part. Yes, To direct doctors, don't you know, you have to parse these things because there's so much heavy state baggage in every aspect of this. To direct doctors in Michigan to begin monitoring the body weight of their young patients and provide. As if doctors have not been
0: uh, monitoring the body weight of their young patients all along, right? I mean, I don't every remember time I scales. went to
1: the doctor, they put you on the scale, and then they measured your height. That's kind of strange. I, 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 I must have slipped my mind because I'm so skinny. Maybe, I don't know.
0: Maybe medicine has changed
1: now. That's right. Uh, it's Theodoric of York from <laughs> Saturday Night Live. I have no idea. Scales, as the Saturday Night Live's give us Steve Martin. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so he says, and to uh, provide the state the data to a state registry. In one of the most extensive government efforts to address, yeah, you got it, Repo Man, the growing problem of pediatric obesity, the Associated
0: Press has learned. So apparently the state's going to do a better job than doctors of addressing pediatric pediatric obesity. Nobody cares more than the state. Right. The, um, the, 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 the same organization here, essentially. I mean, I understand this is the state of Michigan, not the federal government. But, you know, these are governmental organizations. In the
1: abstract. We'll
0: in, the, in the yes. abstract. The same organization that, uh, well, I don't know, f- funds, uh, you know, subsidizes corn, subsidizes meat. Corn subsidizes, sweetener. Yeah. Subsidizes the things that make us the fattest in the world. Yeah.
1: And I and remember. Then it's, they're going to protect us from getting fat. It was, it was a few weeks ago uh, that we were talking Talking about, was it New York was thinking about banning uh, corn sweetened uh, sodas? Something. like Yeah, I yes. think that was exactly and what it And they were yeah. upset because, of course, corn sweetener uh, doesn't trigger the satiation response the way sugar does. And so, So yeah, yeah, and we talked in that show about how this is one mistake of government being heaped on another mistake of government. You've got uh, mercantilism and favoritism by the government in Washington, D.C., imposing tariffs on foreign sugar, which prompts people to use corn syrup, which favors ADM and the corn conglomerate, which lobbies for these tariffs to be put on. So we pay. Hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars a year more for sweetened things because of corn syrup. And, of course, now you've got the extra layer on it, which we discussed a few weeks ago, of busybody politicians saying, Well, you people in private business, you're selling these corn-sweetened sodas, which is terrible. So what we're going to do on the other hand of business here is we're going to slug you if you use the corn-sweetened syrups that you turn to because of the left hand of government on the federal side that made this, the sugar more more expensive.
0: Right. And so instead of government getting involved in our business, why doesn't government get out of <laughs> our business?
1: And there, if, that's
0: it. it. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Americans would be as fat as we are now if the government hadn't gotten involved. I don't think this is true, but maybe it's true. Maybe one can make the argument that Americans would be as fat as we are now if the government hadn't gotten into the business of
1: subsidizing corn and farmers and all this other stuff. Right. And these are the same kinds of people that when you watch a show like Jamie Oliver's show, and I know it's not exactly the same, but it's analogous. He try, he goes into private businesses to check out their nutrition stuff, and he gets them to come on, their, on his show. And he'll say, okay, what do you have? You know, what's the story? He tries to get them to change. He learns about how they have to cater to the consumers and what they want, whether right. they think consumers they'll sell stuff or not. sweet, fat, salty things. Great, great example. Another aside, and we'll get right back to this Michigan story. On uh, Nightline with Ted Koppel, I wrote about this in, in my book, uh, and I also wrote about it. You can find it on the Mises website. Um, it's called, Are We Being Force-Fed? And he had this woman, Michelle something or other, some reporter person, gets in there and talks about how uh, obese people in the inner city are at a disadvantage because they don't have all the fruits and vegetables that the people outside the city have. And uh, they don't they have don't all the supermarkets. and vegetables
0: in the in – the, in the... Right.
1: And this is fascinating because the argument used to be that in the suburbs, they, didn't, they drove more so they would be more obese. Now they're saying that people in the inner city – and they literally had on the show, Ted Cobble said – So-and-so gets off his bus and tries to avoid. He weighs 400 pounds. He's trying to lose weight. But when he gets off the bus in his Washington, D.C. neighborhood, he has to run a gauntlet of fast food joints and, um, what was it, convenience stores, which stock fattening foods. So I went to a convenience store because I know the way the market works, Ted Koppel, and uh, I said, excuse me. If you had customers who were more interested, if you had more customers who were interested in fruits and vegetables, would you devote more than the space that you're devoting to them now? Well, of course, because they would be selling more, we'd bring more in. You can get fruits and vegetables on the streets of New York on exactly. this cart. I see them.
0: Yeah. Now, I mean, admittedly, they're not the um, you know apples, oranges, and bananas are tend to be the sweeter of the fruits out there. Sure. And I think Americans consume too many of these particular fruits, mm. and they probably should focus on some other fruits. Berries would be a really great thing. But that berries, you know, they don't, they don't transport as easily as an apple does. An apple could handle a little more roughing so than right. uh, than a blackberry can. you got
1: skin. You're, good point. You're good point. So I'd now, still rather have. I Kid eat an apple than eat right. a, a Snickers bar. So, so you get these arguments that are completely gone from any economic reality, and trying to ascribe some sort of need for a repair. And this now this ties into the "we all pay for it" thing. So, you know, we mentioned in the last hour the Fourth Amendment being completely wiped out on the planes where supposedly you have a right to not be searched unless someone has a warrant. You supposedly have a right to keep and bear arms, but of course – The government has imposed itself in regulating the air routes, so you don't have that right, and the airlines don't even have the ability to allow you to utilize your firearm if you want to. So that's been eroded. So don't count on government to protect your rights, everybody, okay? That's absolutely false. Government exists by intruding on your rights, by stealing something as much as it wants, and if you don't like it, you will lose your house or your freedom. Just ask Ian right now what he ran into in certain situations with his couch a couple years ago. So here's the deal. In Michigan right now, they're saying that it would help track the state's growing obesity problem. So now here again, loaded terminology, the state's growing obesity problem. Really? I didn't know that my neighbor's obesity problem was my problem. I well, work out It is It is when they decide to uh, transfer wealth uh, from you to them for exactly, that Exactly, exactly. And I've asked – and this is a message to all, all the left-wing hypocrites out there. Let me ask you again. Can you give me a substantive, reasoned, and moral, non-hypocritical answer to say – I know that you oppose the invasion of people, people's Fourth Amendment rights on their phone records under the Bush administration, which, by the way, is still happening under Obama. Um, how do you feel about people's medical records being taken, forcibly collected? So do you think that, uh,
0: do you think that the doctors should have to report uh, you know, kids' weight to the state? Do you think the state's the best organization to take care of this? Tell me if this makes you feel better. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. And it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world. To learn more, visit weusecoins.org. Your dollars are going down Learn more about Bitcoins at WeUseCoins.org. That's WeUseCoins.org. Free Talk Live,
4: 855
0: five four fifty free. That's the sickle toll-free call-in line here on the live Saturday night edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Gard. You can call in, talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. I know that uh, Free Talk Live is preempted by a whole lot of baseball tonight.
1: Then, so, you know, it's, it's just that time of year, I'm afraid. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, everybody knows that uh we here like to talk a different kind of game. We like to talk the game of freedom. To use the euphemism. And so give us a call. We talk about anything you want to discuss. And remember the number is 855-450 Three seven three three.
0: And, you know, freedom, it's a dangerous game. Kids could get fat, Gardner.
1: <laughs> I, during the break, I was eating pieces of a chocolate chip cookie, holding it up to the camera. Well, almost to the camera. Just to resist those authoritarians in Michigan. Yes, Mark Edge, the folks in Michigan are getting a handle of the fat. And I don't know if I really like that concept. But they're grabbing the love handles with all they've got. And they are going to stop little kids from becoming Not-so-little-kids. How are they going to do it? The heroic Governor Rick Snyder plans to direct doctors in Michigan to begin monitoring the body weight of their young patients. As we mentioned, the idea of a governor directing doctors has some very scary connotations. The idea of directing them to monitor the body weight of their young patients is kind of silly because they do anyway, if the parents are so inclined, in their regular checkups. And... The idea of providing the data to a state registry seems to me to be a bit of a breach of the Fourth Amendment against yeah. unwarranted searches and seizures. Seems I, the to government me...
0: just demanding um, information, your medical information, be sent to the uh, you know the, the state government. That doesn't make any
1: sense to me. It's incredible. Now, typically, and I, I you know I don't want to revert to this all the time, but typically I would hear people on some talk radio shows saying. What do you think about childhood obesity? What are we going to do about that? Is it a problem? Children are obese and blah, 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 right? But there's some important stuff happening here. And one of those is that the government is not supposed to be doing this sort of thing. This is a blatant, amazing, and absurd invasion of privacy. But this is the type of invasion of privacy that many people have already accepted, and so it's just the pot getting a little bit warmer. Yep. And maybe because it's children, they'll be upset about this. But what if this were, what if this were adults? Well,
0: and it's, they were... look, these children are going to grow up into adults. Exactly. And you can, you can believe with Obamacare being rolled in, now everybody's weight is everybody else's issue. Yeah. When you see a fat person going down the street, you know that person is going to cost you tax money. Mm-hmm. And this this is how the, this is what the government does. It takes groups, interest groups and pits them against each other in order uh, in order to get the power of the government. Yes, I want the power of the government to be free. Other people want the power of the government in order to, to control me. So the government successfully manages to pit itself in, in, in between, pit it by uh, insert itself in between by pitting us together.
1: And it makes money. In the process. That's right. And I don't know if people are upset about this, but I would like to know whether or not people think that it is appropriate for the government to be taking people's personal data and utilizing it in this way to do something that they think is better for the greater good. The ends justify the means, evidently. And what else can they do? What else will they do? Will they regulate how much children can watch television? Oh, they'd love to do that. Will they regulate the content of Fat Albert now and say, oh, no, there were too many episodes where Fat Albert came out looking like a good guy, and really, he's obese. So we can't have him being depicted as a good guy. You know, he has this, to have more troubles. This this seems ludicrous. But during the eighties, uh, you know,
0: I, I spoke to a guy. Uh, not spoke to a guy, but I you know read the blog of a guy who had uh, was apparently involved in doing the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, and he said that the whole industry at the time was based around. The you know not doing what the doing what the group wanted you to do mm-hmm. that if you were a loner you were a bad person and that this you know this particular cartoon Dungeons and Dragons I don't know if anybody remembers it from the uh, the 80s um, you know there was one character that would always want to do something that the group didn't want to do and he would be shown
1: every episode to be you know how this was a poor choice a mistake yeah uh, one thing I should mention if people think this is too far gone just remember when Joe Lieberman Joe Lieberman the exciting Joe Lieberman from Connecticut who as I uh, often mentioned just like the bad guy from Silence of the Lambs. And I think he does like the lotion to be put into the basket um, or else it gets the hose again. Uh, Joe Lieberman stated in his run for presidency that he, he was talking about Hollywood and violence and smoking and things like that. And he said if Hollywood didn't clean up his act, he would work to have films categorized as products and regulated, of course, unconstitutionally, but they don't care, under the Interstate Commerce Clause. Interesting. So there you go. So let's it's go all to, one big ball of wax. Let's go to Frank in New York. Frank?
4: Hi, guys. How are you doing? All Great. is well? What can Good we do evening. for you? Good. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Joe Lieberman. Yes. At the very beginning, he was very concerned about individual rights and freedoms. In the last eight years, he's been the most draconian fascist uh, senator, uh, authoring all sorts of legislation and bills that curtail our freedom of speech, our freedom of assembly. Uh you know, it's he's very interesting. And, you know, I think people have to be aware Connecticut's a strange state. I mean, it it produced Senator uh Prescott Bush after the Second World War, who was Hitler's banker and financier. Mm-hmm. And we have Joe Lieberman who's a Likud fascist and represents interests in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv more so than in Connecticut. And I think we have to be very careful about our freedoms and our freedoms of expression being lost but regarding the young children in Michigan I'm very concerned in a sense that the government is attempting to legislate uh you know people's livelihoods and basically their how they live what they're going to eat what's their caloric intake and I think this relates also to the Codex Alimentarius that's the UN mm-hmm. standard for world food uh and also the distribution of food in the world and I think we're going to find out that you know when you when we have the food riots and in hyperinflation and uh you know the food riots like they had in the middle east last year what? and earlier this year Uh, those that have a little bit of fat are going to survive. Those that uh, historically, the the ability to produce fat was a very good gene, especially in the medieval periods where you had sort of uh, feast and famine.
0: Well, Now, now, Frank, I've got a question about this. The idea of there being food riots, to me, doesn't make that much sense. And the reason is, is because... The United States, even though I mean it's a wealthy country, people make, comparatively to the rest of the world, a lot more Not money. Not
4: really anymore. That, that's a myth, uh, Mark, um,
0: oh, Mark. I'm
4: sorry, Mark. No that's problem. A myth.
0: But but comparative to places like you know Africa, the Middle East, but Southeast our cost Asia, of is
4: much higher. Our what, cost of living over it, here is much, is much higher. It is,
0: but if you know so when people are shipping food they say to themselves instead of shipping food over to this area or that area i'm going to ship it to the united states where i can get more for it because you know at this point food is uh, dem- the but amount they won't of-
4: be able to do it i mean most of our food production over the last 10 years has been purchased by china you know with hard cash so in a sense if we farmers aren't going to
0: be able to aren't going to be shipping food off to china if uh, people are starving um in the streets here in america of
4: course they will because they own the food that's what will happen and our government will allow that to happen
0: well, I, I think that I, I disagree. I don't think that that's how it's going to turn out, but I, I do think that people, it's a good idea for people to have a certain amount of food uh, stored up. It's always a good idea to be prepared. Frank, thank you for the call. 855 450 3733. Riots in the streets over food? That's the SACL toll-free call in line. 1-855-450-3733. Live Saturday Night Edition. With Mark. And Guard. Give us a call. Talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. Baseball game must be over. The calls are rolling in. (laughs) Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Yeah. Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and the 4 CD course is so easy that the average eighth grader could learn it in a weekend. You can visit Jurisdictionary.com. Download the free tools they have there for you the free legal flowchart, the free weekly tips and tactics newsletters. Use the free legal dictionary, watch the free video. Then buy the course. It's jurisdictionary.com. When you do buy the course, remember to use the pull down menu when you check out. Let them know you heard it from Free Talk Live. Jurisdictionary.com. I have uh, taken this course myself. Recommend it highly. I think everybody should take this. This is uh, what you should have learned in civics class. Jurisdictionary.com. Let's go to Jim and Portland. Jim.
6: Hey there. How are you guys doing this evening? All's well. Okay, yeah, and the the Sox lost four to three. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 About warrantless arrest? Yes. Just cause.
1: Yes, but the problem is that um, the actual Constitution states that the warrant must be issued by a judge on probable cause, and they have switched it over to the officer on hand determining what is probable cause, which is bogus. The it's idea bogus, is okay. that it's supposed to be the judge that determines probable cause. It's supposed to be a deliberative process whereby the state doesn't act and move on people without really thinking it through.
6: Yeah, that that's bogus. But it is what's occurring. <laughs>
1: yeah, you got it right, man. I mean, you <laughs> yes. speak reality, brother.
6: There's another one too. Yeah. Uh, Uh, The state wildlife service has a uniformed uh, uh, rangers unit or whatever they want to call it. But uh, I don't know about uh, other states, but in Maine, uh, they come into your house whenever they want. They they are
0: the (sighs) most powerful law enforcement officer in the United States is uh, somebody who works for the wildlife services, judge, jury, executioner. There is no appeal. They do not need warrants. They can do whatever they want. It's very bizarre stuff. Man, I, I mean, you is know, this you,
1: like to inspect for the snail darter type deal?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, wow, man. I, you you have know, a, I forgot about you that. You could have a dead scrub jay in there. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> It's amazing to me. And and by the way, if people are just joining us, one of the reasons that we're talking about the Fourth Amendment uh, is at the opening of the show. We did, we discussed how on 9-11, a number of people who had darker complexions and had uh, relatives who lived in the Middle East of otherwise known as Middle Eastern descent were pulled off of a flight, uh, handcuffed and pulled off of a flight by armed police officers, a SWAT team. Uh, and um, they didn't have any Fourth Amendment rights read to them. They were strict-searched, and now we've got another story about the Fourth Amendment being abridged in uh, in Michigan, and it's all about trying to save children from eating too much, and so they might become obese. And now the state says that they have an interest in that, and we all know that under the new federal fascism, medical fascism law, your Fourth Amendment rights to your medical privacy are Non-existent because it's for a greater good. Now up there in Maine, you must have a lot of neighbors who think that this is totally okay. And yet, at the same time, do you think that there's a bit of hypocrisy on those on the parts of some of those people because they were against people's phone records being taken by the Bush administration? I think there's a double standard.
6: Yeah, yeah they're, they're trying to have it both ways.
1: Yeah, and and for them, the ends justify the means, which really ticks me off.
6: Hey, now you mentioned about nine eleven. Yeah, I remember watching uh, on MSNBC. Uh, Banfield, uh, she's walking down the street towards the uh, towers. Yeah, and this is before they collapsed. They'd be, they'd been hit, but they hadn't collapsed yet. Mm-hmm. A gentleman in in a dark suit, and I don't want I don't mean MIB. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, a gentleman in a dark suit and glasses, and you could see he had an earpiece. You know, and he walks up to her and says, "You have to turn around and go back." And I never heard anything. She turned around and went back. And well, they switched over to something else. But I have not heard a single thing about that since I saw that. And there is some
1: strange stuff about uh, Building 7 going down. And there was a BBC report that actually reported it 20 minutes beforehand. And you can find that footage online. They said Building 7 has gone down. Uh, And that one of them actually said it was brought down, I think, was one of the reporters who said that. Um, And Building 7 was actually standing behind the British reporter as that person was saying it. So so there was something very strange going on there. They got some signal from somebody. Um, You know, one of the things that that I like so much about Free Talk Live when I'm here is we also – you know, it's it's not just a mutual complaint society. We try to then take these stories and say, okay, what's the positive alternative here? Because you know, we know that we can get upset about stories like this Michigan thing, Governor Rick Snyder being an absolute pinhead, fascist, invading people's privacy. We know that sure. up in Maine, you guys have this, what you mentioned as a problem. That's stunning to me. And I think a lot of people would question, well, what's the alternative? And thank you for the call. They would say, what's the alternative? Yeah. Thank and, you, Jim. Yeah. Um, the alternative is through freedom, the things that individuals want – to see checked and managed will be checked and managed based on what they really want. And if you want it more, if you want it less, if you want more air security, if you want less air security, these will happen within certain parameters that the government can't handle right now. If you want to have kids handled better for their health care and things like that, insurance companies are there for a reason. And if they're in good health, they can get a discount. That's the whole point. So let the private market handle these sorts of things. And you'll see people having incentives and disincentives. It works. Let's go to Mike in Tallahassee. Mike.
6: Hey, guys. What's happening? What's happening? Well, stay on topic a little bit. One uh, of you made a comment a while ago about if we see a fat person walking down the sidewalk, then we can pretty much feel assured that they're going to cost us tax money. Uh, I don't really agree with that. I don't see how you can say that that fat person may be wealthy enough that they're self-insured, They may have tons of health insurance. We don't know
0: that. Well, that's under today's paradigm. I did mention Obamacare when I said it, and under Obamacare, uh, you know, guidelines, the government's going to be involved in everybody's health care decisions significantly more than they are now, and the the, the money is going to be flowing from them. So it really doesn't matter how wealthy one is um, at that point, because, well, you know, we're all involved in it. I'm not saying it's right, Mike. I'm only saying that it will be true. And isn't it, isn't it?
6: I'm not going to miss part of your comment, but but at any rate, on on the same topic, I would like someone, some of your listeners, callers, to give me one example, one good example that can be backed up of anything the government's ever acted legislation for that has actually done any good. The government is becoming a nanny state Everything that happens, every death, every injury, they want to legislate something to yep. prevent that from happening again.
0: And, and let me just oftentimes, state: oftentimes their legislation
1: results in the opposite of what they were hoping to do. Absolutely. That's right. Exactly. And, and I'll just state something which is axiomatic, which is an economic principle. There is no it is impossible for anyone to tell you that anything the government has ever done has been of value. And the reason, they can't tell you it's good because valuation and the determination of what is good or what is bad are done subjectively. And government decisions and actions do not allow the subjective valuation process to occur. I don't want to get too technical, but it's not possible to say that a government doing this or doing that has any sort of value because no one had any choice to determine whether it was valuable to them. Their money was taken. The only way you can determine value and good is if people are left to make their own decisions about something.
0: Well, I would say um, that if you keep on making guesses with other people's money, sooner or later (laughs) you're going to make a right guess. And I do have one example, Mike, of a government program that I think has kind of worked out in their favor. That is – Public radio. Public radio gets, is, has huge listenership and it gets 90 plus percent of its money from you know, corporate uh, underwriters and listeners like you like the uh,
1: Kaiser Family Foundation.
0: Right, and uh, the, the people that are you know creating a more just, verdant, and peaceful world, or whatever. And they haven't, uh, you know, they, they only get 10% of their money from the government at this point. They don't need that 10%. If they just came on the air and said, hey, we've lost our 10%, listeners pony up, they'd probably get significantly more than 10%, because they do provide a valuable service. I, I think that they are a, um, a white elephant, and white elephant's not the right term, they're an enigma, um, and the, generally the government screws everything up. Mike, I appreciate the call. 855-450-3733. 855-450-FREE. That's the Sacle toll-free call in line here on Free Talk Live's live Saturday edition. 1-855-450-3733. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. There we have well ways for you to do the shopping you normally do online at Newegg and Amazon and the big retailers like that. And you'll get the same great products, same great service, same great prices you normally get. A little bit of your a little bit of your your purchase price will go back to Free Talk Live. It is a great way to support Free Talk Live without costing you any money. Yeah. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com, they're family owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. Some prices are so low they can't even be mentioned on the air. You can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. That'll cover your shipping and handling. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Let's go to Vince in Indiana. Vince. Vince, Hello, can you Mark hear
2: me? Turner.
6: How are you doing tonight?
1: All's well. Greetings. What can we do for you tonight, my friend?
6: Well, listen, I was, I've been rereading a book called Uh a Brave New World by Aldous Huxley, Huxley.
0: Never heard of it. Yeah, I could never even say that guy's oh, last name. First, I know. First, they I'll, they first name. about
6: the world state and all that. And yeah. Technologies back then, you know, that were available to spy on people and all that. But he talks about, and I, 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 I'm trying to remember the article or in the book. He talks about uh, the world democracies at that time, which he called that the world democracies, would not be able to keep up with the technological change and yes. that was coming on them at that time, you know, because there was the, the development of the combustion engine, internal combustion engine, mm-hmm. there was the development of trucks versus the rail system. And then, you know, the plane, you know, the airplanes that could fly intercontinental, especially yep. here in the United States. And you see that developed. the
0: government does have a difficult time keeping up with technological change. I mean, that they haven't yet figured
1: out how to tax the Internet.
0: They're trying to figure out how to tax the Internet as hard as they can, and they can't figure it out.
1: Copyright laws are way but, behind.
0: You know, when you talk about Moore's law, and this is a law about technological change, apparently, you know, the p- computing power increases Every eighteen months is the claim, and it doubles every eighteen months. I should say it increase. It doubles every eighteen months, which means that that you know two, four, eight, sixteen, thirty two, sixty four. The government. There's no way the government can keep up with that kind of uh, you know exponential change. Like my horror magazine collection, and uh, the, you, the, techn- the technology absolutely will outpace pace the government. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then but
6: I can give you a real you know example. IBM to uh, you know to uh, Microsoft and and then you know the development of the small or mid-sized computer the, the personal computer mm-hmm. the Macintosh and, and compact and, and Sony and PC
0: sure sure mm-hmm. oh,
6: Hewlett Packard I mean and now you know now they're going on to tablets you know the little micro tablets that Apple's producing and I, I can't think of who else is producing it. There's
1: Android, and all sorts Motorola's of folks, yeah, it, Toshiba.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but believe me, mean, Apple whatever. may have come out first, but they're not going to be the only one in the marketplace.
2: No, but I
6: mean that's going to keep going on, you know, and sure. going on and going on. And and Alvin Buckley said, with all of you know, I mean, he, they talk about the Kindle and how it basically has revolutionized the, the book selling industry.
1: It's true. That's yeah, true.
0: absolutely. I mean, a lot of people would prefer to have one Kindle and get any book they want to be able to read on it, um, than to have books. There are oh, still yeah. some some people that want to you know that want to have books, and I think that books will, you know, continue to be a, a collector's items on into the future. But I I gotta say, I think that as time goes by, these uh, you know Kindle type devices are going to outpace books.
1: I have some great conversations at the uh, writers conventions I attend, and uh, I'm going to be attending one in, uh, a week and another one right after that over in England in Brighton, England, and uh, so many. Many of the writers there are are very much in favor of the Kindle. They know sure. that it gives they them power. More,
0: yeah, they can get more money exactly, out of it. The, exactly. the writer generally doesn't get that much yeah. out money out of a yeah. book that's sold, yeah. but when you're selling an ebook, the writer can get all of it.
1: Look at a, look at a guy like Taron Lupo. Give Taron Lupo a big plug for his book, Pirates of Savannah. You know, check Pirates it out on Amazon.
0: Book.com.
1: Absolutely. He's um, like number.
0: He was like number something important on uh,
1: Amazon with just an ebook. He's getting awards for this book, and you know, here's a guy we had conversations beforehand about you know how. He was going to go about getting his ebook out there. And this guy grabbed hold of, of all this technology and knowledge and he did it. And it's fascinating to me because, you know, as you call up, I, I know that some people worry about this sort of thing. And, you know, technology expands geometrically or exponentially uh, depending upon people's interests, but it can be stopped by the government destroying things, or at least slowed down.
0: Yeah, the technology can absolutely be slowed by the government. Right. The government would love to regulate technology out of business. So does this uh, all sound right to you, Vince?
6: Oh, yes, because, I mean, from what I'm reading about, Algerus Huxley, and, but I also think that Thomas Darwin said the same thing back in the 1800s. Well, I so guess
0: definitely. we're in good company. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate no, I, the call, Vince. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Vince. 855-450-FREE. Not that I think that you know. I mean, a lot of people hear Darwin's name and they consider it a cuss word. I, I mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think that, you know, I don't think that just because this uh, smart man came up with this idea that it is somehow not compatible with, uh,
1: with the idea of there being a. I, you know, I being think it was. Sort. I think it was before Darwin died. He did accept the idea of the great green Arkle seizure from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy that created the universe with a sneeze. So there you go. 42. 42. Corey in Florida. Um. Hello. Hey Corey, welcome to Free Talk Live.
7: Um, I would like to talk about the um the Occupy Wall Street protest going on in Lower Manhattan right now.
0: Okay, tell us about it.
7: Um it's put on by several groups. Um I believe it was Adbusters, Anonymous, and a few others. Maybe. I
0: saw yeah, I saw a Code Pink banner there.
7: Oh well, yeah, I guess Code Pink too. Um it's I know it's a whole bunch of groups putting together, including seeing some anarchists, uh liberals, everything. Okay. Um, and and one of the interesting things it's every single thing I've seen about it says you know peaceful stay peaceful stay peaceful, and yet there are riot cops already in there that are wanting to end the protest, which is supposed to occupy a Wall Street, occupy Wall Street for at least a month. They wish to end it by Monday.
0: You know uh, when I was telling the story to my wife before I came to the studio, um, she said. You know, when I was in New York, I just couldn't believe that they had those army guys there, right on the street. And she was referring to, I assume, NYPD cops that are uh, outfitted like military guys. They have yeah. helmets and those black sunglasses, so you can't see their soulless eyes. Um, and they're they're you know carrying machi- you know, submachine guns uh, strapped over their shoulders and things like that. And I think it's really it's really disturbing to a lot of Americans to go to New York City and see this, what essentially looks like a police state going on there in, in the Wall Street area. I understand why they feel they, they must have these kind of things. I mean, I, I get it, but that doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. It feels like a police state when you see these things. Yeah, I
7: agree. Um, um, yeah. On 9-11, I was watching uh, MSNBC, and the chief of police of New York City directly said, we're not a police organization. We are a paramilitary organization.
1: Oh, man. You know, this is one of the I'll
7: get things... I'll give him this. He's honest.
1: Yeah, he's honest. That's true. I'm like,
7: almost every, I'm like almost every other person in the system. He at least admitted he's bad.
1: No, you, you stated very well, and it it really should. I hope it takes the blinders off some people's eyes because a lot of people think, well, they need to be prepared this way. They need to they need to be ready this way. Look at what happened. Look how, how many police officers sacrifice their lives. Um, you know, there the if you accept the idea that the government needs to exist in order to protect people and that people can't form their own associations for protections without forcibly taking other people's money. Then with events like nine eleven, I think it becomes very difficult to let people see clearly how they're being led down a path towards a real police state. And this is extremely troubling to me. And, um, I know a lot of people go into the police force because, you know, f- familial ties, they think they're doing a noble thing. Um, but, I am very troubled with the way that people are touting and rooting for the military, the police state uh calling people heroes just by entering uh, the the police office police officer profession. Calling yeah, people. I think
0: that that's. Um, I mean, when you see the lists of top uh, ten most dangerous jobs in the United States, I'm a firefighter. Okay, yes, and firefighters aren't on that list. Neither are cops. Right. That's because lumberjacks
1: are on there, fishermen are on there, right. that sort of stuff.
0: You know, yeah. so if this, if being put in danger is, you know, for the quote unquote public good, is some in some way makes one a hero, then fishermen, cab drivers, bus drivers, uh, long haul truckers, you know, these people are heroes, and you know folks that work for the government I, you know i because that's what people will say if you work for the government you're a hero and that's what i find the most disturbing about this
1: yeah and the whole first responder thing is also erroneous because police are not the first responders they very rarely are 99 times out of 100 the first responder is someone right next to the person being attacked or harmed or in danger the police aren't the first responders. cory
0: thanks for the call Eight fifty 450 free you can give us a call Got any comments? 855 450 3733. Free Talk Live, 855 453. It's the live Saturday night edition of Free Talk Live. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's Mark with you. And Guard. 1-855-450-3733. 8, 1-855-450-3733. Check out freetalklive.com. We have a website there for you, entirely free. You can go upload stories or blog posts or whatever you want, get interactive. Um, if you want people to see news stories, psh, your Facebook page, it may be convenient, but it, it, it ain't getting as many hits as Freetalk Live That's is. Right. So uh, freetalklive.com. Let's go to Kevin in Oregon. Kevin. How are we doing this evening, gentlemen? All is well. What can
1: we do for you, Kevin?
6: Well, I was just listening to the program and a bunch of other programs through the day, and and uh, we have our what we call the Constitution that's supposed to represent every single one of us, right?
1: Oh, yeah, Constitution Day is right. today, oh, right?
6: Well, then why does it feel like our government is stepping on our throats? <laughs>
1: because the Constitution is a piece of paper? How about that? No, I didn't sign it. You didn't sign it. Nobody in the government signed it. Nobody in the government signed it. Although, you you know, here's a great point, my brother. They – those politicians are the only ones – who then swear an oath to defend it. They're the only ones who have to conform to the Constitution. Yeah, but
0: they know this little trick, which is the Supreme Court has appellate jurisdiction, which Mm. therefore means that what your interpretation of the Constitution is, Kevin, and my interpretation is, which are probably pretty similar, have nothing to do with reality, only to do with what they can get nine people wearing black moomoo's in Washington, D.C. to agree upon.
6: (laughs) Actually, five. That's what uh, kind of makes me sick to my stomach. I love my country. I do. I'll do anything for my country. Mm -hmm. But I don't like the guys that are running it. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I'd have to honestly say if our government would keep their nose out of other people's business, we wouldn't have half Mm this crap that's going on today.
0: It's absolutely true. If
6: they would just learn to concentrate on us, you know, I mean, I just heard on the radio that they're probably going to open up the borders to Mexico. I'm a truck driver. Yeah. And we're going to have to pay to fix our trucks down there?
0: Why would you have to pay pay to fix Mexican trucks if they open the border? I don't understand. Well, because none of of them are uh, with the pollution control on them. Oh,
1: right, right, right. Okay, well, now you're talking $50,000 per truck. I had heard that the Mexican trucks weren't going to have to go through that, but they've changed the policy now. Okay, well, Kevin, let me ask you a question because you know you stated some things that I think have a lot of resonance with a lot of people if they consider themselves you know patriotic folks, you know they were brought up thinking you know very admirably about the founding fathers and the American Revolution and so many of the struggles that so many of the people uh, in, in, endured back in the eighteenth uh, century and it seems to many people that the the farther in time we, uh, further away we 've gotten in time from um from the Constitution, the more difficult it has been for the people to have a government that really conforms to it. Would you sort of agree with that?
6: Yeah, I would agree with that, because uh, I've always told myself and other people, and my father's told me, I bet your forefathers are just spinning in their grave.
1: Well, let me follow through on that syllogism then, um, because I used to be of that opinion as well, and I would really recommend, if you get a chance, you may have already read it, so I don't want to be too presumptuous, but read... No Authority – read No Treason, The Constitution of No Authority. It's by a man named Lysander, L-Y-S-A-N-D-E-R, Spooner. It was written in the 1800s. Spooner came from Massachusetts. He's a great anarchist, terrific guy that everybody seemed to like, and – Spooner, He made, would have never used that term for himself, anarchist. I, I, I mean, this is, yes, a, he, this
0: is just some term that uh, some people
1: have adopted. I, uh, yes, I tend that's to think true. it is
0: a destructive term. Uh, uh, a lot
1: uh, of people think that way. I will say he, he was in favor of no government. Um, but well, what was not fascinating... Even no government.
0: Self-government, government, self-government, government of no consent. No
1: state. No state, exactly. Well, don't and, get me wrong. We, got, we
0: have to have government. We have I would have agree. Rules.
1: Well, you know, know, here's... I mean,
6: don't get me wrong. I'm not... I'm not saying that we shouldn't have government, no rules, because we'd all run around like a chicken with its head cut off. You
1: know? but, but but the but point
6: he... is, they've gone with these rules and these regulations and all this stuff. I mean, it's just, it, it makes me sick to my stomach. I mean, I just heard on your program not that long ago that the, gover- the governor of uh, Michigan wants to, the people, to, or the hospitals to turn around and send in the records to find out if your child is big or not they keep regulation on them
1: yeah yeah but
6: not so long ago i heard a woman in michigan an older lady had to spend a day in jail because she grew a garden in her
5: front yard
1: oh yeah absolutely I mean, the, the the amish people the amish people are getting nailed for selling raw milk you know i mean but here's the thing the, the the sentiment I'm trying to get through to you, and please pick up that book by Lysander Spooner because he shows how the Constitution does not have any authority on us. It only has authority on those people who swear to defend it, the politicians. And I think you make a great point that they're not defending it. But the problem is that inherent in the Constitution, as noble as we think the Founding Fathers' struggle was, they weren't of all one mind. Alexander Hamilton was a sneaky little guy. And he wanted to have a very strong central government beyond what you typically hear in high school. He wanted government that would give favors out to businesses. He had a lot of banker friends. Exactly the kind of stuff we're seeing today magnified so much. He had in very small microcosm back then. The seeds were planted. Yes, so we can't think completely noble thoughts about these people. They weren't all uniform. There were some nasty people back then, and they did not create something that lasted. They created something no matter what we think that if we could only get back, and that would be great. But the problem is, it's the mechanism of government. And as much as you want to try to put constraints on it, I'm afraid and, it, you know, I would love to see people try th- to work through government. Maybe that's the only way to try to do it. But personally, I try to stick to those principles to show that government never works. I think you could well, get close with a constitutional paradigm, but it, it hasn't worked. It hasn't stopped them.
6: Well, exactly. I do agree with you on that. And uh, I just, I don't know. Like yep. I said, i I've been collecting a paycheck every Friday since I was 13 years old.
1: Yeah. Oh, Right. Wow.
0: So, so here you are, you're working I, at, I, at, go ahead, I'm sorry.
6: I, you know, like I said, I've been busting my backside to get to where I'm at today, you know, which a lot of people might look at what I have and not really consider it a lot, but it's fine. Indeed. You know, and I'm happy. I'm doing what I'm loving to do. I'm an over-the-road truck driver. You know, I'm married. I have three girls. You know, I love everybody and... You know, I just try to do the best I can. But then, you know, the way the government is set up, you see these other people around here that take advantage of the system. You know, they're, they're living off. I'm going out. My taxes are going up because of them.
1: You and, know, and all this stuff. And, well, you know, I, it never ends. Let like me this. just, I'll just leave you with this. One of the things you said uh, in your very first statement, uh, you know, it it really had a resonance. Kevin, thanks for the call. Thank you so much for the call, Kevin. I'll just mention this to you uh, as you listen. You mentioned it's not working for – I think it was us anymore or, or – or, or, it was something like not working for us. The problem is that there are a lot of us's out there in the United States and some people might think that working for them means an explosion of the welfare state. Some other people might think that working for them means maintaining these foreign military conflicts because they think that the defense of the United States – is somehow handled by attacking Afghanistan and Iraq and and Libya and things like that. Uh, So there are all these differing opinions as to what working for us is. Right. And And so it's a government of the politicians for the corporations uh, by the lobbyists. Yeah. And they tried, you know, James Madison and, you know, James Madison towards the end was sort of like, oh, I think we sort of screwed up here. And Jefferson explicitly stated in so many ways that the Constitution doesn't provide these powers for all of these us, us, us. And he he seems to have made a call here. That he would be more in line with what our us is, have a smaller government, have more freedoms, have government off businesses backs. But they, the wording is interpreted by politicians, and then the judges who are appointed by the politicians are the ones who determine whether or not what the politicians said is okay. So we're screwed. Right. You know and
0: and this when it when it comes down to it even small government will always be co-opted by those that are in it for the you know benefit of uh you know other people. When you you can just look at when the United States was much smaller and um more you know sort of agrarian uh society the the government was still co opted by the railroad guys and they were getting, you know, however much money per mile of laying railroad. What in the world was the business of the government being involved in that for? Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. Is there some way to fix this? (laughs) 855-450-FREE, SACL toll-free calling line here on Free Talk Live. 855-450-3733, that is a toll-free number. I'm going to put a 1 in front of it for those of you who haven't quite figured out how we use the telephones here in the United States. What is SACL CAI, you ask? I mean, they're the sponsor of the phone lines. The Sakel...
1: legendary SACL.
0: That's right. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable for businesses all across the United States. If you have a business and need to try something new in the area of collections, um, SACL CAI can handle it for you. They do collections, or out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. It's very important to them to treat your customers with respect and dignity. They do collections in an entirely different manner. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the uh, top banner on the right-hand side of the page, SACL CAI. Let's go to Mike in Charleston, South Carolina. Mike. Mike, can you hear me? Yes.
4: What's going on, buddy?
0: Uh, doing a radio show. What would you like to talk about? Huh? We're doing a radio show. What would you like to talk about?
2: All right. I just wanted to talk about, you're talking about how you want small government. Now that's a little bit
5: better. I just want to say that every single chance Ron Paul gets, he votes for
7: smaller government.
0: Good point. Ron Paul, who is this? I've never heard of this man.
7: <laughs> I know no media will talk about him at all.
0: You we we have a bad connection. I can't talk to you anymore, Mike. Just kidding you. I'm just kidding you. <laughs>
5: It's ridiculous, man. I can't understand why why they, people just bash Ron Paul.
0: Mike's getting uh, – you know, Mike, Ron Paul's ideas. getting – he's getting a lot – indeed, I agree with um, the vast majority of uh, Ron Paul's ideas. And he's getting a lot more coverage than he was in 2008. I think his ideas are catching on. I think Much it's more. very interesting that um, the, when Michelle Bachman and Rick Perry both talk about the Federal Reserve in their campaigns. And yeah,
4: the Fed for years.
0: Yeah right, yep. and they've uh, you know even Ron Paul's in the Fed book doesn't actually call for the end of the F- end of the Fed. Um, I mean this is just a that's just sort of a slogan. Ron Paul calls for people being able to compete against the pe- uh,
1: the Fed with. Uh, it seems like
5: the best candidate out there, man. I'm, I agree. Everything he says. A great man. He's a smart man. He's the most qualified.
1: Yeah, you're right. And you know, tying back to our last caller, um, I don't want to sound you know super down on the idea of poo -poo the idea of trying to hit the reset button or at least a few reset buttons on some of the things that the government is doing. I'd be very happy if uh, a number of politicians like Ron Paul were down in Washington D.C. and they could they could pull things back a little bit, like they're starting to do here in New Hampshire, which is great. Um, and, you know, I, I just think that eventually you can reset that button as much as you want, but eventually it's not going to be held back. I, I got to say, one of the things that gets me about it, and I don't know how you feel about it, is that it seems like Ron Paul is getting a lot more interest from some of the more left-wing people. I admire John Stewart for giving him some attention and some other oh, yeah, folks. Are, awesome. Yeah, and I think it has to do with his his recognition of the fact that Ron Paul is the only true peace candidate out there yeah
0: this is this is absolutely true I, I go to a peace vigil um generally most some saturdays i should say and the the you know the democrats that hold signs out there they're all talking about ron paul because they see him as really their only option
1: that's kind of cool and yeah yeah
5: everyone says he's not electable but he he's the most qualified he needs to be elected he's electable if people vote if for him
1: yeah,
0: if people vote for him, he's electable. I mean, the idea that he's not electable, I just don't understand that. Um, you know, I mean, really, in the primary, people are going to vote for the person they thinks electable. Mm-hmm. Mitt Romney, the the <laughs> father of uh, Romney Care, is electable. Rick Perry, this guy that's forcing vaccinations, uh, vaccinations that have been shown to, uh, you know, people have allergic reactions it's, to them. It's, Some it's people civil,
5: civil liberties, man, it's against, and it's just not right. It's yep. Not right. The things that. Those people are trying to do mandate health care. That's unconstitutional. It
3: takes away our civil rights that we've worked this hard to get.
0: Mike, why I want you to check out the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. Go check out that uh, website when you get a chance. It's freestateproject.org. Oh, well, it right yeah. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate the call. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Because, you know, um, Mike's in there in South Carolina. I, I'm from Florida. And... As a libertarian, you've got a lot of great ideas. You think about these things. You see that you've got the best ideas, the ones that are most efficient, the ones that are most moral, that, um, you know, the ones that uh, will, will reward people for their actions, the ones that will result in a better society, the ones that uh, propagate personal responsibility, love, and respect. But nobody wants to listen to them. It's like you're an insane person. Yeah. I know what that's like. That's what it was like my whole life while I was in, you know, exploring these ideas in Florida. It's not going to change where you are. No. The only place it has a chance to change is where enough people who believe in the ideas of liberty collect together. Yeah. And here in New Hampshire, we've had some successes as the Free State Project. We've had, I think, the most powerful success is that there are more than a dozen legislators in the state house that are Free State Project uh, you know, signers and movers. That's a powerful thing. We have a libertarian veto. The vast majority of votes... Most places, you know, they're they're only passing by a small number. The, most laws are only passing by a small number, one way or the other. We've got of the you know, there's the Free State Project movers, and then there's these people who are endorsed by the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. There's more than hundred and twenty, I think it's hundred and twenty-five yeah. uh, members of the State House are endorsed by the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Yeah,
1: just uh, just did a great interview with uh, State Representative Seth Cohn, and uh, you know Seth, I know Seth, Free it's Staters Con- know Seth. LibertyConspiracy.com. Yeah, it's over at LibertyConspiracy.com, and uh, it was great to talk to Seth again, and, and uh, I had tried to help Seth out when he was running for school board in Concord, New Hampshire, and uh, and that was amusing uh, because I actually knocked on the door of a woman uh, with whom I had uh, done an interview who was an absolute statist and who scrambled to get off the phone with me. And I sort of got the feeling she almost recognized my voice, but um, Seth eventually ran for the state legislature, and he got in, and he's there with all these other people. Who now are really having an effect? It is excellent. And Mike, I hope we see you up here. Come on up to the Liberty Forum sometime uh, this this uh, February. It's going to be happening,
0: I right? And Ron Paul that. has uh, been in the state house. I mean, Mike was talking about Ron Paul, and he's been in the uh, excuse me, at the state house, the, uh, the Congress, U.S. Congress yeah. for I think he's twelve term sure. U.S. Senator. Yeah, and he's just, they call him Doctor No. He yeah. votes no on basically everything. Anything he considers to be unconstitutional, he'll vote no on. But he has almost no effect in New Hampshire with 125 liberty reps you've got a libertarian veto i you know i i'm not saying that i think that the size scope and invasiveness of the state of uh, of the government in new hampshire is acceptable however i know what the size scope and state of invasiveness is going to be in the rest of the states i know whether it's going to increase or decrease here's a little news here's a little news Uh, clip for you the rest of you guys your government's going to get bigger more expensive and more involved in your life every day every year it's going to take larger and larger steps into your pocketbook and into your home until you are completely it's surf or it collapses under its own weight one of these two things
1: yeah and you know that frustration frustration. you know that frustration you get talking about the issues and thinking you can't do anything about it here in new hampshire it's different now and I used to be in that position. They call me a pre-stater. Yes. And I thought that was pretty funny because I lived in New Hampshire previous to – prior to the Free staters moving here. And uh, not to belabor the point, but it's excellent. And you meet people of such high caliber, intellectual caliber, moral fortitude – People who treat their neighbors voluntarily in good ways. It's really, really cool. So anyway, enough plug-in for the Free State Project. But uh, guys, check out that that uh, website. It's it's really good. And thanks for the call.
0: Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. SACL toll-free call in line 855-450-3733. By the way, Ron Paul has a Constitution Day money bomb. Bitcoins. You can buy them and you can sell them. They're a great little commodity. You can accept them for your own products and services. But what do you do once you have them? Why you spend them? Of course, spendbitcoins.com allows you to spend them all in one place. From spendbitcoins.com, you can spend your bitcoins at major online retailers such as Amazon, Fishpond, Barnes and Noble, memory dealers, and more. When you want to spend bitcoins, go to spendbitcoins.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. It's a sacral toll-free call in line here on the live Saturday night edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Guard. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try. It's a healthier option. 22,000, time healthy, 22,000 times healthier by some metrics. Listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. They make one of the uh, b- best-made Nicotine vaporizers you can get on the internet. It's a nice, uh, you know, it's a heavy item. It feels like it's well-made. It's not going to fall apart on you. It's not chintzy like some of these things are. It's got a big vaporizer, so you can get a, a nice uh, big hit off of it. Or uh, What do they call it? A toke? I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> Don't bogart that joint, my friend. This isn't a joint. It's for nicotine. i kidding. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, you can get a free starter kit. And um, free shipping by using coupon code FTL when you go to VaporSmiths.com and purchase 40 cardamizers. That's coupon code FTL at VaporSmiths.com or you can call 855 to get vapor VaporSmiths.com, 855 to get Let's go to Tony in Mobile, Alabama. Tony.
5: Hey, guys. How are you doing today?
1: All is well. We're going to do it for you, Tony.
5: Well, I just wanted to call and talk about the consistency with the TSA. I recently... Uh, there is
1: consistency
0: with the TSA? A,
5: yeah, I know. It's kind of ridiculous. I work for a company. i got to take tools everywhere so I can go do work and help protect EMS people and personnel. Okay. And uh, it requires me to take tools. And
0: You sound like a terrorist. Go ahead.
5: And uh, no big deal. And then when I got on the flight to head back home, all of a sudden, you know, oh, you can't take these on there. We don't allow drills or drill bits.
2: Oh, Interesting, drill bits.
5: drill bits. You know, they're tool heads and hand tools. Well, they're still not allowed. You're going to have to spend an extra $75 and get it you know, checked know, Check in. it. Yeah, and it's, no, I didn't have to check it in Atlanta, so why do I have to check it here? Oh, well, it's determined You know, by the day, however we feel.
0: And, and, ain't that the truth? Things. However we feel uh, i 'd like to point out, Tony, that this organization has yet to f- to catch themselves a terrorist,, yeah. and um, when they test themselves every time i 've seen one of the news stories on them testing themselves, they miss between oh 75% seventy five percent and a hundred percent of the guns' knives and bombs they test themselves and it doesn 't
1: change it doesn 't change. It comes out, Brian Ross talks about it on ABC. they do their own independent test three uh, two thousand and seven they did a test. 70% got through. With and they did new, one in 2010. Yeah. 70% got through.
0: With this new backscatter um, scanner thing where they're supposed to see you naked underneath, yeah. they, right. they don't see crap. Oh, I, mean, I mean,
5: they. I've been molested by the TSA several times, you know, it's just this inconvenient truth now anymore.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> inconvenient truth. They, they tested um, one of their own agents from their red team, tested them um, at, at five different locations inside the Dallas airport with a gun in her hip got through the scanner um, five times
1: in five different situations. Incredible. And here's, a, here's a, an instance where, for example, when Ron Paul is in the Republican so-called debate – uh, you know, he has 70 seconds or 60 seconds to try to explain how a private bar- paradigm would not only respond to your desire for privacy under the Fourth Amendment, which is being broken by the federal government and their invasion of the air- airways, but also would provide you with greater security. You could actually get rid of the companies that you thought were doing bad work, and the insurance companies would require the airlines to have good security protocols. Otherwise, the airlines wouldn't be able to get the insurance needed to cover any liability. Clearly,
0: the TSA, they have no responsibility to can't do their job. I mean, they're hell on water bottles, but that's about it. Incredible. Tony? Uh, Tony, yeah.
5: Well, that was it. And I have uh, one more from when I was coming home from the airport. Sure. There's a county sheriff I passed by. I couldn't see him out, so I got off a little bit past the white line. Went on down the way. Right as I was turning home, I saw somebody pulling up over me real fast, so I got over in the other lane turned in my house. Sure enough, it's the same county trooper. And uh, he got out. Sir, you've been drinking? No, sir. Why aren't you wearing your vest? Well, what do you mean? Sir, it's 9 o'clock at night. And if you get hit by a vehicle, you're calling me. <laughs> and after I said that, he just turned around and he had to get back in his car and
0: leave. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what kind of vest are you yeah, supposed to be wearing? They're supposed to wear
5: uh, a uh, reflective vest at late, late night so everybody can see them. I see. But I work for the local EMS, so if he does get hit, he will be calling me.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, this is, this is one of those uh, situations. Tony, I, I appreciate the call. Uh, thank you very much. 855-450-3733. Well, there's kind of this... Um, you know, when when folks work for the government, there's this little uh, quid pro quo yeah, kind of situation sure. where yeah. they, uh, you know, they tend not to give tickets to uh, other folks. And, you know, I mean, this is a, a, a an interesting observation by Tony, but cops don't like to give tickets to firefighters and EMS workers yeah, if they can true. avoid it. They're all kind of the same team. I'm a volunteer firefighter in my town. And, you know. Let me be honest. I'll go. I, you know, I mean, I do what I'm supposed to do. I go. I make my calls. I'm, I'm out there. I do my training um, when I can. Yeah, uh, you know, there's certainly yeah. months that I miss my training, but I keep that helmet sitting on the back seat. A, it's more convenient to have it back there than uh, to have it hanging up in my house and then trying to get everything back and forth, it. back and forth. But B, I know what it is. I know what it does. I mean, who doesn't know this? Yeah. If the cop comes in, he looks in the back seat of the car. He sees the little helmet. He's not going to give you. He's not going to give you any trouble.
1: Yeah, and you know, we mentioned uh, in that interview that I did with Seth, um, I always see these bumper stickers. And I don't know if they—they they probably have these outside of New Hampshire, but in New Hampshire, everybody they have these bumper stickers that say uh, New, there are a couple. There's New Hampshire Troopers, your your um, your voice of protection, or something like that. And there's another one: Troopers are your best protection. Utterly false. Utterly false. Troopers are not your best protection. As we know, the police arrive nine times out of ten after the crime has been committed, and they try to find out what happened. They get well, that,
0: called. That's mostly what their job
1: is. I mean, exactly. You
0: know, I mean, there there are situations, uh, domestic uh, violence situations, where things are going on when they when they show up, but oftentimes they, um, you know, when you're the, the average citizen, when they make their call. It's it's you know the burglary has occurred, the sure. robber is gone. Yeah,
1: and this speaks to the fear that some statists have, where they try to apply the government to stop people from having firearms utterly ridiculous. It's been shown over and over. We'll mention John Lott's book again. John Lott's book called More Guns, Less Crime. An economist who wasn't predisposed to being in favor of having concealed carry handgun laws that favor more handguns in people's presence started to look at the time time changes and, and see when laws were enacted, what happened afterwards when they allowed people to handle more firearms and keep them legally. And lo and behold, crime rates dropped. Criminals change their behavior. They go away from places where they think there might be people with firearms. Violent crime drops. They change their t- type of crimes. The places with uh, the highest
0: gun ownership have the lowest crime rates. Exactly. I, mean, I live in a town in, um, in New Hampshire that really has no effective police department, whatever. Yeah. But there's really no crime there. So and it's because it's a rural area where everybody's got a gun. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, a criminal would much rather deal with a police officer than the uh, the working end of a handgun. And the
1: mythology of the Wild West, the mythology of the Wild West per capita death rates were lower than in the big cities, where in some cases, they tried to prevent guns By from lower, you
0: mean 26 times lower <laughs> than Baltimore. By yes. lower, you mean 20, uh, 10, 10 times lower than New York City. The new, safer New York. Which, by the way, it is newer and safer. But when you're talking about Dodge City and uh, I think they included Tombstone sure. in mean, and all these all uh, those great Abilene. Abil- myth- I can't yeah. remember that, but they all these uh, these Western uh, cities, yeah. or towns, I should call them. They, they, these places were relatively safe because people carried firearms on them. Yeah, they had their incidences, but they had ten
1: times fewer than we have now. And they certainly had to have their firearms on it because they, you know you can't have unless you want a police state. You can't have. The, the man in blue next to you all the time, especially out there in the wilderness where you might encounter coyotes. With all the, the laws that we
0: have here where nobody knows what all these laws are, I certainly don't want the man in blue around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the average American has a felony sitting in their me- medicine cabinet. Yeah. I mean, if, you're, if, if in your medicine cabinets you have expired uh, medicines, you can have a felony there. Oh, I didn't know that. That's, sure. I forget
1: about it. I didn't yeah, I mean, it.
0: This is the kind of thing. There's a book, what, Three Felonies a Day, that that proposes that the average American commits three felonies a day. I don't know if I consider that it to be a stretch, but I'll bet you three times a week isn't out of the question. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live, 855 450 free. That's a sequel toll free call in line, 855 450 3733. I've got a, 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 little, a little retraction here, apparently. Um, maybe we, we said that it was violent crime rates are uh, 10 times um, what they were in the mild, mild West today in New York City and 26 times in Baltimore. Mm. If I said that, I'm mistaken. It was murder rates, not uh, violent crime rates. I, I think that, um, you know, murder rates much more likely to be reported you know i don't know how you uh, quantify uh, but, you know i'm sure that in the times of the 1880s men were more likely to smack their wives around or something like that and you know yeah violent sure. crime probably right. is uh, you know th- these statistics can be looked at all kinds of different ways murder that's what I was talking about.
1: Good job. So, Good
0: anyway, job. Uh, Gardner, you, had, uh, you yes. had an article that you wanted to get yeah.
1: into. Yeah, Mark, over at the uh, Free Talk Live website, uh, there, you know, people post some amazing stories that are there. They are our first responders for liberty, indeed. And um, there's it's FreeTalkLive.com. Absolutely, there's a post. Speak
0: you, real quick before you go on. Sure, sure. You've probably been hearing a lot about bitcoins already, and maybe you don't know how to get them. Here's an easy way. You can get bitcoins by depositing cash at thousands of banking locations across the United States, including Bank of America and Wells Fargo. Once you have your bitcoins, you can use them to pay anyone in the world with no transaction fees or no third parties being involved, completely private and anonymous. It works just like a person-to-person tra- cash transaction, but you can do it over the Internet. Learn more. Visit exchangebitcoins.com. Again, it's exchangebitcoins.com. Go ahead,
1: Gardner. Mark. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure, Mark. Um... Over at the Free Talk Live website, you'll see some of the content that people put up. Uh, and one of them uh, has a headline, Put the Uniform First, urges Missouri Governor. And uh, it comes from a uh, the CBS affiliate in St. Louis. And uh, this is what it says. It says, Missouri Governor Jay Nixon, oh, sorry for that name, Jay, wants men and women in uniform to be served first at restaurants. Oh, doesn't that make you feel patriotic? Um, and I'm sorry to poo-poo this, but really, please, to be served first at restaurants, grocery stores, movie theaters, and other retail establishments, the badge licking and uniform worship continues in you know, this country.
0: Okay, so this is uh, uh, for one. This is a governor taking the the low road, the low political road, and just trying to uh, appeal to you know the, the sort of jingoistic uh, patriotism that uh, the, the, the the knee-jerk patriotism that our out first there. responders. And heroes, you know, <laughs> I think we, we have a lot of truck drivers listen to us on XM. Right. On. I think truck drivers do far more for America, um, or, you know, than I do as a as a firefighter. I mean, okay. you know, if I happen to be wearing my uniform, I should go front. But by the way, my uniform is, uh, you know, it's hot <laughs> and <you know>, heavy. <laughs> so why would I wear that thing around? Insulated. It is the best jacket for wintertime, though. Darn right. I mean, it man. goes nothing goes through that <laughs> thing. Damn straight. <laughs> the turnout gear. Um, and you know, being a volunteer force, we don't have these uh, the fancy uniforms that a lot of the the fire departments have. This is but you know people doing their jobs every single day is what make this makes this country work not people in uniforms yeah i you know the everybody's doing something to uh, you know keep america you know rolling and 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 delivering things from one place to another and um, doing sales and all these things are important I, you know when i look at the military guys Yeah, you know, I like the movies with the guys in the military in it, too. I really do. Sure. But as far as I'm concerned, over the last seven decades, there hasn't been a war fought that has been fought for my freedom. If there is, please call in at 855-450-3733 and tell me which which war since the, the Second World War. Has been fought to keep me free. I, I can have arguments with people all day long about the the uh, you know idiosyncrasies of the Second World War. I think that there was, you know that the United States has a has a spotty history in this yeah, area. Very very true, including the McCullough memo and the dropping yes. of bombs on Hiroshima and Nagisa- Nagasaki. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, tell me what any what, what most people alive today wearing uniforms have done. To keep us free. I mean, you know, most most police officers, if they'll if they give you the the truth, you know, most of their time is spent going after drug dealers, people, you know, consensually participating in, uh, you know, vice crimes or whatever. People that want to, you know, buy drugs, do drugs, have hookers, gamble whatever it
1: is, you mean voluntary things, passing yeah.
0: out speeding tickets and, and things like this. They're not trying to solve the, the burglary from last week. They don't spend much time doing that. That's just not not a, not very high on their list.
1: Uh, it's a great observation, Mark. And, and um, one of the things that strikes me today, I had a conversation with a guy who's in the Air Force Reserve, was full time Air Force. Now he's in the reserve. And um, he I asked him about the Constitution and the fact that there's no declared war. And these guys swear an oath to defend the Constitution as well. And, you know, we know the sacrifices that these guys are ready to do in police uniforms, in the military uniforms. We know that they're entering possible dangerous situations. We know that. But there are some factors that get overlooked with this blanket of appreciation that is thrown over it and the stifling of people who want to have critical conversations. About whether or not some of the things that are done by people might or might not be appropriate. And I think I am particularly bothered by anybody who, in a knee jerk way, calls someone a hero who, or as Jay Nixon here in, um, in Columbia has uh, stated in Missouri, says, well, you know, we want to have our heroes served first. Well, you know what? To me, the person who's doing the serving is the hero. Exactly, I think
0: that that barista is the is the person who's um, you know operating in the marketplace, returning value for value. Right. Whereas when you're dealing with uh, the folks in uniform, uh, firefighters. uh, police officers, paramedics, military, all these people get their money from the government. How do we know what these people's jobs are, in fact, worth exactly. if nobody is willingly paying for them? If exactly. I don't pay for the police protection that I get, then they're going to take my home away from me because I haven't paid my property tax because it's all wrapped up in there. So they're I'm heroes? not saying we don't need some kind of protection i'm just saying what kind of mechanism do we have to find out what the value is here and i'm telling you there isn't one you're right. dealing with uh, taxpayers are uh, you know basically held at bayonet point by unions uh, public service unions at the behest of the state and that the bayonet
1: is the state and frankly. this is this is the sort of looking up to the great gods of the state the great icons of the state problem that we see in almost all Trending fascist, trending huge state nations. This happened in Germany. This happens in every country. This happened in the Soviet Union. This happened in communist China. The ones who join the state, the ones who represent the state, are the ones who get all the flowery language and dialogues and promotion by the people who are the politicians the apparatchiks this sort of thing the people who are in the SS get promoted as the the great saviors of the nation protecting them from you know protecting their history the great proud nation of Germany this sort of thing and here in the United States there is an enemy that they look at That has stated its reasons for not liking the United States. It has to do with the United States policy in the Middle East, not the United States people per se, and has said – openly stated that if the United States policies continue, more innocent civilians will die because the government is supposedly from the people. So now you've got the government trying to get the people to promote more worship of the state. Have them be served first at a restaurant. We must. We must put a, a an arm around our civilians, uh, our our um our um uh, we, uh, yeah our soldiers. And you know, I, I, I approached a guy in World War for a World War II vet. I saw him at a Borders bookstore. an Old old guy. Uh, he was in he was in rough shape. His nose was running. There was a, a drop of wetness on his nose, hanging off his nose. He was very frail. And it was actually it was Veterans Day, and I went up to the guy and I said, Hey, did you serve in World War II? He said, yeah. I said, my dad did too. And I said, you know, you guys are pretty courageous guys. And I didn't get into the politics or the arguments one way or the other as to whether or not Roosevelt pulled pulled the United States into the war. I think he did. Um, the cables that were uncovered about him saying that he would do everything he could to get the United States. McCullough somewhere. memo. Absolutely. Um, the breaking of the uh, Japanese code that gave the information to the U.S. military heads that told them the route towards Pearl Harbor. The movement of the uh, most valuable ships away from Pearl Harbor, away from the very uh, direction that the Japanese were traveling. I didn't get into any of that stuff. The guy – you. you you know you can't do that in a personal way with a guy like he's a good guy he he went off he thought he was doing what was right my dad walked out of a movie theater found out about pearl harbor and registered the next day absolutely this happened uh, uh, uh
0: my mentor um you know uh, in my life uh this guy basically he saw the united states we were attacked we need to do something about it yeah. and he decided to sign up, and you have to appreciate that kind of, uh, you know, that that kind of uh, courage. Frankly, that's what that is. But it's unfortunate that it's the state
1: that directs these things, and they promote it far too much. Let it be personal appreciation. Don't worship the icon of the state. Free talk live. Thanks for listening. It's been Mark
0: with you and Guard, and drive safe out there.